Hello and welcome to Be The Wave. I'm Bonnie, your host, and I'm here to share personal insights, encouragements, and little but powerful reminders about self-kindness, compassion, and intentional living. Hello and welcome back to Be The Wave. I am so glad you're tuning in and listening to what I have to say today. Today, I'm very excited to talk about the theme I have set for myself this year, and I'm surprised that I haven't unpacked or talked about it in the previous episodes, but I recently listened to Gretchen Rubin's podcast, Happier, and how she talks about investing in your identities, and it was a really good reminder and encouragement for me to record this podcast. So what is my theme of this year? At the beginning of this year, I have chosen a word that I wanted to make it as my year theme, sort of an intention that I wanted to set for myself this year. For a long, long time, my intentions for every new year was to become a career-minded person, to achieve something in terms of my work, or my working performance, as well as doing something that contributes to me bettering my career. However, as my anxiety and depression were sort of lingering on the last quarter of the previous year, I really wanted to work on internal mindset, internal development, rather than external performances or results. And so, The word that I chose for this year was self-expansion. And this is a term that I define as expanding of your identities and sort of adding new domains within how you define yourself. And this was something that came up in my mind when I was attending therapy with my therapist as we talked about how I really sort of defined myself really narrowly and had a very narrow sense of self. And often through my conversations with my therapist, I sort of realized that I use my self-identity to not really accept myself, but to almost narrowly define and limit myself in terms of the choices I make on a day-to-day basis or just within my life. For example, a huge part of my self-identity for me is that I am an introvert. I usually do prefer to stay in a more relaxing atmosphere where there's a more intimate interaction between one or two people. And I am a rather private person where I like to keep to myself and I do feel quite shy or a little anxious when I'm in a new sort of social situation where I have to face a lot of unfamiliar people. And initially, when I took the MBTI test and found out that I was an introvert as opposed to an extrovert, I felt this sense of relief because it felt like the results of the personality test sort of validated me and let me know that I'm just an introvert. It wasn't that something was wrong with me. It was just the way I was. However, I also found myself quite often using this part of my identity to get away and to limit myself from a lot of opportunities that might be exciting or refreshing. For instance, whenever I'm invited to a get-together or a party where it involves a lot of people, my first initial gut reaction is to say no, 
because I think and make the assumption that I'm not going to enjoy it. However, I've realized that when I do occasionally say yes to these opportunities, I end up finding myself having a lot more fun than I thought I would have. And these opportunities or experiences have come up enough where I realize, I wonder if a lot of my self-identities often bear me or interfere with me getting all of these refreshing and enriching experiences that might not seem to be initially in aligned with my self-identity. That's not to say that from now on, I'm going to say yes to every single opportunity where I have to sort of break out of my introvertedness, but it is to remind myself that often maybe I'm saying no, not because I think I won't enjoy it, but maybe I say no because I want to sort of confirm my introverted self-identity, even if that means turning down a good or fun opportunity. Does that make sense? I think we often use our self-identity and almost use it to narrow our choices, even when we might have liked those very choices. It seems like sort of a contradiction, but at the same time, I do think a lot of the times we find ourselves trying to or making choices that sort of reconfirm how we originally viewed ourselves. And besides the introverted homebody part of my self-identity, I also have a lot of self-identities that were reconfirmed to me throughout my life, not only by me, but also by other people. And I've never really re-evaluated whether I wanted to let this continue be a part of my identity. For example, I've always sort of grown up having this self-identity that I'm not very good with crafting or making things with my hands. Growing up, my grandma always sort of made this comment about how she's super worried that I won't be able to get married because I can't really cook. And I don't really know where this idea or notion of the fact that I can't cook came up by my grandma, but it was something that did come up a lot, like occasionally whenever I visited her. And I guess I sort of, without questioning it, sort of embraced that part as my identity. And for the longest time, even now, I make subconscious efforts or I make a lot of comments that reconfirm that bad with hands or bad with cooking sort of identity. And I don't even know why. Whenever I cook, I always tell my partner, oh, I don't think this is good. I'm not very good at cooking. Even though every single time I cook a meal for him, he usually says this is super yummy. This is delicious. Even though there is so much evidence that proves that I am actually not bad at cooking, that I could be a pretty decent cook, I found myself still refusing to change and embrace the good cook label as part of my identity because I was so used to rejecting and not embracing that part of myself. And it made me think, why? Why am I rejecting this? And I think often it's because that's what is comfortable. That's what we are used to. I'm always used to thinking of myself as someone who's not good at cooking. And even though there is an evidence that says otherwise, because that's the identity that I'm used to, I just go along with it. 
And this was exactly the thing that I wanted to challenge by setting self-expansion as my theme for this year, because I wanted to start challenging these arbitrary standards or labels or identities I set for myself. And the sentiment of really trying to expand your sense of self is really apparent in Gretchen Rubin's podcast episode where she talks about intentionally investing in your identities. Her message is that when you intentionally diversify your identities by expanding and working on building an identity that was maybe weaker, that you want to strengthen, you consciously invest in these identities and then they lead to happier, more satisfying lives. And that's because if you only had one sort of identity, for example, my biggest identity was that I am a reader. I love to read books. If I only had that one identity to lead on, then if I don't have the opportunity to read books or if I don't want to read books at the moment, then I kind of lose the sense of self where I'm having a hard time trying to draw sources of inspiration to make me happy. And so when I have other options besides reading, such as maybe crocheting or trying to paint something or watch a new movie or a documentary, I'm able to have many different sources of happiness in my life by expanding my identities. So what are my efforts into making self-expansion as my theme of this year? Well, going back to challenging my identity as being a non-crafty person, I decided to take on a lot of craft projects this year. So far, I have crocheted a hat for myself and a scarf, I think an infinity scarf, that actually turned out to be pretty okay. I thought I was going to do a pretty horrible job at it, but after some YouTubing and figuring things out and lots of trial and error, I was able to make a pretty decent infinity scarf. And to me, that is a sign and evidence of self-expansion. I've never really considered myself to be good, quote, quote, good in these areas of the arts or crafts. But by just trying to make at least one project, that makes me one project further into my identity as a crafty or artistic person. And I think these small actions really do matter. The more you try to do something that's out of your comfort zone, the more you try to watch a documentary that's on feminism, or the more you try to read an article in the social justice issues that you are very passionate about, or the one-minute stretch that you do every morning to become a yogi, all of these actions build into these multiple identities. I had always thought that people were born with certain identities, like they were born to be a badminton player, or they were born to be an artist or a crocheter. But as I'm really trying to embrace my theme of self-expansion this year, I realized that small actions build up to become identities. And now you might not be the best badminton player, or you might not be the best crocheter, but you do become one. That part of you, as the actions accumulate, they form your identity. So I really encourage you guys to think about the identities that you want to expand into. What are some things that you want to 
acknowledge as part of your identity. Do you want to become a yogi? Do you want to become a person who prays? Do you want to become a active person? There are just so many different possibilities and I want you to take a time of self-reflection to think about the identities that you want to invest in so that you can draw from these multiple sources of happiness in your life. Okay, so that is it for this episode. I hope that you guys enjoyed my talk on self-expansion, which is my theme for this year. And I hope to bring you more insightful content. And last but not least, I hope that you take good care of yourself and always be kind to yourself.